cyber risk, resiliency risk, regulatory risk. Risk comes in so many forms today that it's easy to see why even the smartest bankers get stifled. Add to that a talent shortage, and it's a recipe for panic. But sanity and solutions are close at hand, as we'll hear from today's guest, Sandeep Nera, principal at EY's Financial Services Office Practice. Welcome to BAI Banking Strategies, where each week we'll focus on the key issues facing financial services leaders. We'll bring you objective opinions and actionable insights that will help you power smart decisions. I'm your host, Lou Carloso, the managing editor of BAI. Come on in. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Another terrific day to have you here with us. And on the podcast today, we have Sundeep Nera. He leads EY's Integrated Cyber and Resiliency Risk Practice. He has more than 27 years management consulting experience with a focus in financial services. Sundeep serves in a leadership role on issues related to cyber, technology, resiliency, and regulatory risk. Sundeep, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Security challenges come in so many forms. What are financial institutions facing now, and what are some trends you see? I think it's a great question, and I can go on this for a long, long time, because whenever I meet our clients and we do talk, this issue keeps coming all the time, which is what are some of the challenges for our clients, and whether they are banking clients or insurance clients. I think there are some key themes which are emerging. The first one is cyber resiliency, because this whole thing, it's not a matter of if, it's a when. And what I mean by that is, you know, everybody's going to get hacked. The question is, you know, how best do you detect, recover, respond? So cyber resiliency is becoming a key topic, which is coming up. Going with that is the, you know, I call it cyber is becoming a business issue now. It's not a technology issue. So we do see engagement from the board who wants to know about, are we doing enough to reduce a cyber risk? Is it within a defined threshold? How do you quantify risk? What are the analytics? How do you bring the data? How do we truly measure? So I think that's a topic which keeps on coming. I think there's a whole issue related to data privacy. You know, and this whole issue, which is the technology firms are wearing the brunt of it, but there is a convergence happening about data and data privacy and ethical use of data, right? Mm -hmm. So this issue keeps on coming. And, you know, we would see a lot more discussion on this. And I would call it cyber as a business issue. Going forward, I think data privacy also would be a business issue which our clients would deal with. So that's something which keeps on coming. You know, along with data privacy, there's a whole issue which goes with data protection into encryption. I mean, there are other supporting technologies which come into there, which our clients are dealing with. And then there's a whole digital transformation going on and there's a massive shift in our business. And it's going to happen for the next three to five years. We call it this whole digital transformation journey. Clients are looking to transform their business models, and that is causing a massive disruption in our clients' business. So there's a lot going on, which is when we are moving to this journey, is the security being built in, or are we going to do a bolt-on, which is what was done previously when we were in the mainframe world. And I think the challenge now is that security has to be built in. So these are some topics which our clients continue to struggle with. And you know, if you look at what their priorities are, It'll be along some of those lines which I talked about, and I think most of the clients would have some active initiatives going on to deal with some of these. In terms of another dimension, customers expect the swift communication and value transparency. How's cybersecurity impacting customer trust, and what role can cybersecurity play in terms of digital transformation strategies? In financial services, 
Customer trust is the bedrock, right? If that trust gets broken, that would cause a massive disruption, you know, for that particular organization. As we look at some of the ways of how cybersecurity can help in that, the primary reason from a consumer perspective is our clients need to feel more secure, the end users, you know, the people who have the banking accounts and the insurance accounts with our clients, they need to feel secure and comfortable that when they're transacting and doing their business, whether it's online, whether it's at the bank or a combination, that this fundamental bedrock right of trust is maintained. Cybersecurity is looked at as an enabler, which can bring more profits, more revenue to our clients, because the more secure they are, the more customers are going to come and transact with them. And that increases their business and what they want to do. That's how we see cybersecurity become an enabler of driving profitable growth. And that's the opportunity for our cybersecurity professionals, which is to look at more from a business-centric view versus more from an internal IT-centric view, which is what has been the focus. And that's driving the change, which even our clients are dealing with and are struggling sometimes to move from cyber being an IT issue to cyber being a business issue. That would drive more transparency and also give more comfort to our customers to help them continue to interact and work with the financial services and maintain this bedrock of trust. The smaller banks, some of them must be thinking, I am right there with you, but there may be a concern that the talent shortage in the space is going to really affect them. So as demand increases, how do you see organizations filling these opportunities, finding the right talent? I think this is an issue which I would not say it's localized only to the small firms, medium firms. It is for every firm, whether big or small. Also for firms like us, right, we are dealing with this issue. And for example, you know, if you read these stats, they said we're looking at about 2 million shortfall of cybersecurity professionals in the world by 2021, right? The number keeps on changing, but roughly the number has been around this 2 million. So I think the issue is for all organizations. However, I do see that bigger organizations are still able to address this issue because they do have the size to attract more talent because, you know, for the new practitioners coming in this, they need a talent model, they need a career model. For a medium and smaller size, it does become an issue. But what we are looking at is a massive effort going on about the talent upliftment, I call it, right? So we are in discussions with many clients and we are actually in execution of certain projects where we do a very focused cyber training session. It's a series of trainings which we give and it's not done over, you know, a course of one lecture or two lectures. It's, you know, we're looking at 18, 24 months to have a series of programs which we can look at and see how we can uplift the talent of cyber at our clients' organizations. So that's one way which is happening. Obviously, there's a whole engagement which we are doing and so are a lot of our other firms, which is to work with colleges and see how we can upscale the talent and bring some of the specific skills which we need and have more programs at our schools and our colleges. We have to look at it as a global issue, right? So there is a lot of talent. It may not be in U.S., but it is there in other geographies. And finally, I think there's a funny thing which is happening in the business. Some of our clients who are not able to attract that much talent and keep them on are looking for something I call it managed cyber services. So they're looking for a firm like ours or some other firms to say, hey, can you take some of these operations which we were doing internally because we are not able to run it in a way which is effective for us at the right cost point for us. And so what we would like to do is have somebody else come in and take over the operations and run it for us. So you're seeing this shift in some of our clients' business. Long term, this is a big issue for us. And we need massive, massive training and people, students coming into this program. If you look at 
especially in US, I'll give you an example, almost 90% of the students self-select themselves out of STEM, right, when they're in high school. So when you're looking at the talent pool, which is going to the colleges, you're looking at only 10% of the talent, right, which is STEM-oriented, getting into uh, technology sort of side of the schooling. And then you specialize into cyber. So there's a very narrow pool, which we're working with here. The talent pool is obviously more than technology, but the shortage is in the tech side. So very complex issue. Not only complex in terms of an issue, but what was true yesterday may not be true today, not just on the technology side, but on the regulation side. How has recent cyber regulation impacted the industry and how can banks stay compliant? Yes, I think that's a great question. And we keep on getting this issue of regulation is bad. And I think the way I look at it is actually regulation is not bad because what regulations tend to drive is they raise the bar. They want to make sure that the leading practices are getting adopted you know, by our organizations. And we would see that in the cybersecurity world, I think there will be more regulations coming into play. Firstly, it's an evolving topic. It keeps on changing. You know, the industry is changing. The complexities are changing. The threats keep on changing. So in my opinion, you know, regulations are helping drive and improve the capabilities of what organizations need to have. And going back to the question, you know, which we talked about digital trust, regulations help enable that. So that's a key factor which is in there. If you look at it, you know, some of the heavily regulated industries like financial services, if you look at the customers, they have a strong trust in their respective organizations whom they work with or bank with or insure with. And regulation to a certain extent helps a lot in providing that comfort for our customers to look at. And I think most of these regulations do tell about using industry standards, whether it's a NIST or an ISO, to adopt and use them. And all these standards talk about implementing leading practice and best practices, right? So that's where I'll call it the regulations indirectly are referencing that our clients need to adopt industry standards and implement them. So I think it's a win-win situation for our customers, for organizations, and even for the regulators. In the upcoming years, I do see on cyber resiliency, there would be some regulations coming in, especially to protect the systemic risk which we have, because some of the financial systems which we're talking about, the critical infrastructure, you know, which the U.S. president also has given a directive about how to protect that and financial services being one of them. And cyber resiliency is a way by which to protect that and bring that. So I would see some regulations coming in that. And to a certain extent, I think all these things which they're talking about, the cyber is a business issue. And that's why all these, I'll call it activities picking up from a compliance regulatory perspective, just to make sure that, you know, the business side of the financial services is protected. And if cyber is a business issue, you've certainly been taking care of business. Very much appreciate that you could make time to be with us here today, Sandeep. Thanks so much. Thanks for the opportunity. Sandeep Nera is a principal in EY's Financial Services Office Practice. You can look for Sandeep on LinkedIn. And here are three key takeaways from today's podcast. Number one. Financial institutions face three challenges on the risk front. The first is cyber resiliency. Cyber risk is a business issue, not a technology issue. Another challenge involves the convergence of data, data privacy, encryption, and data protection. Finally, as businesses change technology systems, security must be built in, not wrapped around the finished product. Number two. End users with bank accounts need to feel secure online or at the bank. When cybersecurity showcases strong capabilities, it leads to a more robust bottom line for banks. For consumers, comfort, transparency, and trust 
rest on the development of best-in-class cybersecurity. And number three, there will be a shortfall of 2 million cybersecurity workers worldwide by 2021. In banking, it's an industry-wide issue. Talent upliftment is a cyber training regimen, often over 18 to 24 months, that can help. Managed cyber services operations can also address the challenges as it outsources work to experienced, trusted cybersecurity pros. Has your organization made industry-leading strides in talent management, open banking, reg tech, connected experiences, and more? Nominations are now open for the 2019 BAI Global Innovation Awards. Visit BAI.org to learn more and submit your nomination. Welcome to Decision Time, where our podcast guest walks us through a major decision they had to make, how they made it, and how it has impacted their career. Raise your hands, tech fans, and tell us, what do you associate with the word cyber? One or two generations ago, the phrase was cyber geek. Still, Sandeep Nera placed his bets on getting into the field and in the process watched geek turn into cool. I've been in the world of technology all my life, like the 27, 28 years we've been talking about. And I do remember, you know, when we started in cyber, cyber was not considered cool, right? We were geeky guys who were a bunch of techies. And we used to do our own thing. And now when you look at what's happening, cyber is cool. The millennials coming in, they want to work in cyber. I mean, there's a whole recognition about, you know, what cyber is. So I think that to me was a pretty interesting moment when I reflect back and think as to, you know, what's happened and how this whole cyber information security, privacy, I mean, we used to call it or security, you know, discipline has changed. And here in the current world, it's an issue which is front and center and not an issue only of our customers. It's an issue for national security. It's an issue for the world as to what we look at. And even your know, end customers, individual people are worried about cybersecurity. So I'm very excited to be here and see the evolution of where cyber has gone. And I see the cyber thing continue to be a pretty popular topic going forward, too. Thanks again for tuning into our podcast. We hope to have you back with us very soon. Be sure to check out our ever-growing archive of podcasts at BAI.org. Our producer, as always, is James Grady. Be sure to connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm Lou Carloso, the managing editor at BAI. We'll see you soon. So long.